So how do you spend $1 on ads and get two, five, or even $10 back? Well, I'm glad you asked because in this episode, I'm going to show you, show you and share with you the exact operating system that I use to generate over $42 million in trackable online sales over the last three years uh, using a process that we like to call DRSOS or Direct Response Secrets Operating System. Uh, which is free for every insider member. Uh, if you're not a member, please consider joining. You get the free course and I go over everything that you need to put $1 into advertising and $1 back. Now, I'm gonna share everything for free with you, but you don't get the OS. The OS is a dashboard that we use to make this process super, super simple. It's super intuitive uh, and it's gonna help you win and get better results from your advertising. All right, let's jump into the show and let's start rocking. <music> Welcome back. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to spend $1 on ads and get two, five, and even $10 back. And this podcast is probably going to be more valuable than any book, any course, any coaching program you have ever taken. It is truly the recipe to freedom in your life. If you give me one hour, I'll, I'll help you change that. I've used this. I've literally started at the very bottom of marketing and, and worked my way up using this process, generating over $42 million in online sales in the past three years for my clients. I should preface it. If that was all mine, that would be phenomenal, but you got to learn somehow you got to build it up. Uh, and the best way to learn is on somebody else's dollar. And that's exactly what I did. So you don't have to, and I'm going to bring it all to you right here, right in this episode. So when I'm talking about uh, direct response OS, I really want to share with you like how I discovered it. So you can understand the context of which it was created. Uh, and then I'm going to break it down step by step for you. And I said an hour, maybe a little less than an hour, maybe a little bit longer, longer than an hour. But my point is that if you listen to this podcast and you apply everything that I'm saying here into your campaigns, you're going to see better results. Hands down. That's my 100% guarantee. All right. So let's jump into it uh, for time's sake. It all started back in 2017. Uh, I was working for one of the largest advertising agencies here in Canada, uh, even though I didn't have a ton of experience, I kind of BS my way uh, <laughs> like into the room and I'm really good at sales and interviewing. So I, I just absolutely crushed it, but I had no idea what I was getting into on the advertising side. I had built websites. I've, I did a little SEO stuff. I had some things that worked in the past, but I never really worked for an agency before. And this agency in particular was uh, heavily focused on print advertising uh, and they seem to like, I don't want to say dismiss digital advertising, but they literally treated it like it was a passing uh, fad. So the, and I'm not going to get into too much details here, but literally they would have like pump up calls about how great print is. Uh, and, but then you'd see in newspapers and you would hear online, like uh, that online is meeting and then surpassing um, that advertising medium. So it's, it's funny. That was the first time I really seen a big shift in an industry. And uh, when I was first 
So when I first got onto this job, I literally didn't know a whole lot of what was going on. And on the personal side, I was suffering from the loss of my father due to a, a drug overdose, which was terribly sad, and a drinking and driving accident of my best friend. I was the best man at his wedding. So I just had lost these two two very solid individuals in my life. Yeah, they were pillars for me. I lost them. I was kind of floating. But amidst this uh, adversity, I found joy in my beautiful wife. And we recently also just had two children. And this is funny in life. Things just tend to stack up on itself. And uh, yeah, it was, it was an absolute crazy time because uh, they motivated me to want to be more successful, even though I was feeling sad and down and I, I didn't know like how to work my way out of a paper bag. If I tried, we had recently just moved to a new city. Uh, so we were struggling financially, barely, uh, making ends meet. I had to rely on like government programs and support from friends and family. It was, it was insane. And like literally right up before taking the job, uh, at the agency, I had started my own business, um, which I should probably share on the podcast sometime, but I started this uh, business called Emerald Business Boards. It was going to be the best thing since sliced bread. And I failed uh, spectacularly. Like I literally borrowed money from all my friends and family. And I was in over $85,000 in personal debt. Now, I was at a very low point. So as you can imagine, all these new things taking place, all, have all this trauma and this pain and everything. Uh, but for some reason, I literally felt, and I don't know what this was like a higher calling or, or what was going on, but deep down inside of me, I felt motivated. And I understood if my skills were in the right place, I could create a successful business and, you know, I tried a number of like trying to learn SEO, trying to learn all these different things. And then uh, one day I'm sitting in a, a meeting where I'm supposed to be paying attention. I'm scrolling on Facebook under the table and I see an ad for uh, something called Funnel Hacks. And there's a guy that you may know. He's, he's a really great marketer, smart individual. Uh, his name is Russell Brunson. And he was very excited. And he's talking about uh, this webinar. And literally, this was a turning point in my life. I watched that webinar. I got so fired up. I joined joined ClickFunnels. I got I got all in involved, and I was like, I was ready to go. Um, and I, I love the direct response marketing approach. So I decided to to master those skills. I wanted to master the skills on how to put one dollar in and two dollars out. In that same afternoon, I shared my enthusiasm with a coworker. And uh, we left the advertising agency together and we uh, went all in on building the agency. Now, I wish I could tell you it was all sunshine and rainbows from that point, but it wasn't. I My first agency actually, actually failed and it's because I didn't have the skills yet. I was able to sell and, and we did good numbers, but I failed. The second one, uh, I started with another partner and we also failed. Uh, but at that point, we actually went and fun, uh, sponsored Funnel Hacking Live, which was great. And I was able to get all these experience and meet all these people. And I was really coming to my own. Talk about uh, such an intense period. I had all this loss. I have all these emotions. I have everything's changing. I literally go to Nashville, sponsor Funnel Hacking Live. And by myself, I'd never been into the US by myself before. I jumped on a plane, went there, gave away free water bottles, promoted uh, my second agency. 
Um, and what happened is that we grew too fast. The whole thing just kind of blew apart. So I, <laughs> I was getting results for people. I just couldn't maintain uh, that level. And then my third attempt, which was profitableads.com, um, I was able to find great success. We generated over 500K in annual revenue. Uh, and I consulted on more than $100 in ad spends in that time frame. I've generated over $42 million for my clients in that time frame. So I've been able to pay back all my friends. Uh, we recently, uh, two years ago now, moved to Prince Edward Island. If you haven't been, it's phenomenal here. So beautiful. People are amazing. Food's amazing. Everything is great here. It's very chilled out and relaxed. Uh, and I've finally been able to land a little bit of stability and happiness in my life. So through my journey, I learned to accept myself and I realized that I was enough. The one thing that was really holding me back is that it wasn't the skill, it wasn't the tactic, is that I didn't believe that I was enough or I deserved it. Once I decided that was the case in my third attempt, um, that gave me the energy I needed to learn the skills and solve any problem that you put in front of me and allowed us to make a lot of money and grow and scale. And uh, from all of that, I was able to create the direct response OS um, or the DRSOS um, through my agency, which I created for my media buyers. And it's a step-by-step -step process where I'm going to show you here in this podcast exactly how to implement it into your business with even without having the actual dashboard. And if you're not an inside member, consider joining. It's totally worth it. Um, but I'm going to give it all to you so you can like have it on a silver platter. I went through, <laughs> I crawled through broken glass and dreams and all these hardships to develop this process. And I want to give this to you here because you're awesome and you're taking the time to listen and pay attention to me. And I appreciate that. And I want to make that worth your while. So I'm going to just take a quick sip of my tea and then I'll break down the eight step process that we use uh, to generate over $42 million. And I think at an average of like 4.4 ROAS across all of our accounts. So for every dollar we put in, we generated $4 and 40 cents. So pretty cool. All right. So let's get into it. First off, the first kind of step uh, of the process is, is called economics. And the reason I use the word economics, because we need to just identify, is this even a viable offer? I can't tell you how many agencies I've sat down with um, and clients that I've sat down with and they're like, hey, I can't solve this advertising problem. I've been, you know, we got more ads, we got the best creative, we got all these things. Why isn't this working? And I just run the numbers and I'm like, no wonder you guys aren't winning. You guys, like, you guys are losing money for every unit that you sell, whether that's in e-commerce, whether that's digital product, it doesn't matter. You need to have a strong foundation from a numbers standpoint, uh, because if you don't, doesn't matter how good you are or how much skill you have or it, none of that matters because from a number standpoint, from an economic standpoint, it just won't work. So we need to tackle that and we need to really understand the importance of that. So in the actual OS, I have uh, a calculator that calculates all this for you. It's, it's really fancy. It works great. And it saves you a lot of thinking. You literally can just you punch in what your sales goal is, what your average order value is, what the product cost is in shipping, whether you have a partner and you got to pay a commission to somebody like an agency, what the estimated conversion rate is. And then it calculates 
how many, what you need to spend on ads uh, and, and really identify like your cost per click, your ad spend needs, your costs after ad spend, your product cost, uh, your profit after commission. Um, sorry, I meant to say your profit after product cost, your profit after commission percentage, and then ultimately your ROAS. So why is this important? Well, this is important and you can do this manually. You don't need the calculator to do this, but what you're trying to figure out is like, is this even a viable offer? Like, let's say you put in a product and it's like a $50 product. And after your costs and everything associated, there's like $3 of profit. Like, It's just never going to work. No matter what agency you hire, no matter what you implement, it is not going to work unless you have something else to sell on the back end to offset that, or it'll start you down that conversation and you need upsells, downsells to really grow and scale your business. That's why economics are so important. So the first thing I took all of my clients through was the economics calculator. Is this even viable? And if it is, this way you can have hard conversations with people and say, look, it's not you, it's the numbers. You haven't made a mistake, it's the numbers that have made a mistake. Now this is great, we can make these changes and ultimately grow and scale. So. That's economics. Next is goals and KPIs. Now, <clears throat> this is probably not the most sexy section. Now, the numbers can be a little dry, but it's still exciting because you can put them in and, and get it fired up. Goals and KPIs are like your North Star. Without them, you will just kind of go in a circle and, and slowly drift off out to sea and no one will ever see you and you'll never get a return on your ad spend. <laughs> so this may not be the sexiest thing. It is definitely extremely important. Uh, and without clear goals and uh, KPIs, which is key performance indicators, it is impossible to measure success. If you can't measure success, how are you going to get more of it? <laughs> so it's the whole goal of this section is to help you define uh, clear, measurable goals and KPIs from your ad campaigns to ensure that they align with your overall business object uh, objectives. So I like to use something called SMART goals. And if you're not familiar with it, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Uh, I'm going to give you the, the lay of the land. And you can also just Google this. Uh, but in the actual sheet, we have dynamic SMART goals. So it's all interconnected to the calculator. So whatever you put into the calculator will pull over into the goals and KPI section, uh, making life uh, really easy and, and super, super cool. And so SMART goals stands for specific, measurable, achievable, and relevant and time bound. So specific is, is like an example would be instead of increase sales, uh, you want to have a specific goal like increase um, a specific product sales by 25%. Measurable, uh, obviously we want to be able to track it. Can, are we able to track that 25% growth? Yeah, so that's a good that's a good one. Uh, is it achievable? Well, like if you're trying to set a goal to 10,000X your business in X amount of, in, in three days, it's probably not achievable. So you want to make sure that's achievable. So not only you could obtain it and do it, but you don't lose confidence as you're doing it as well. Uh, and is it relevant? So you see this in larger companies, like uh, you'll have mid-level management, they have goals and objectives. You'll have the higher up uh, C executives, they have objectives and, and then the CEO has objectives and they're all different. So you want to make sure that your campaign is aligning with the organization's overall objectives. Like an example of this would be checking with the CEO to make sure there's full alignment. And if there's not, you're going to waste a lot of time. 
And I've seen this happen more times than I care to count. Uh, now, time bound, you have to give yourself a specific allotted amount of time. And the reason you do this <clears throat> is because as human beings, we tend to set deadlines and don't do much for the first, like, let's say we set a deadline for seven days. The first five days, we don't do a whole lot. <laughs> but then the last two days, we're getting everything done and getting it and getting it organized. So we need to have a deadline or we'll never get things done. Even if we have the best intentions, it is something that we need to be successful. So other than SMART goals, I want to give you some metrics to track and keep track of. And you can set your SMART goals any way that you, you see fit. And then also track these metrics and compare before and after. And this is kind of the lever of like, is this successful? And is this not successful? In some cases, higher is better. And then lower is better. I'm going to run through them and we'll go from there. So the first one is ad spend. You need to know how much you're spending on ads or you can't track that uh, successfully. You want to know what the revenue is. You want to understand what your AOV is, your average order value. Your cost per click, uh, your conversion rate, your ROAS, return on ad spend, your CTR, your click-through rate, and your CPA, cost per acquisition. Or you see some people that call it CAC, where it's like cost uh, per customer. It's all the same stuff, a uh, bunch of different jargon. But regardless, you want to identify how much you're spending on ads, how much you're making, what the average person is spending, what it costs you to get that click, what your overall conversion rate is. What's your return on ad spend? What is your click-through rate on your ads? And then ultimately, how much is it costing you to acquire that customer? Then you're able to identify, hey, is this campaign profitable or not? And does it align with my SMART goals? Again, through the OS, this is all done automatically for you. So it, like you have to set benchmarks, but after you've done that once, you can really go back and just compare and it makes life super duper easy. Um, and you just want to... So once we have that all organized, we want to constantly be comparing uh, with towards the goals that we want and then make any necessary adjustments in your campaign to achieve those goals. And you can basically take this information and adapt it to any network. And what you're going to see in this training is that nothing is network specific. So we're literally giving you the broad strokes to uh, to apply this to overall any digital uh uh, digital, well, not even digital, direct response campaign for that matter. You can apply this to any direct response campaign. Even if you're sending emails, this could be, this could make sense uh, for you. So we, we did that on purpose to make sure that you can find success easily. So that's the goals. Um, and in the KPI, not the most exciting and sexy uh, topic, but very, very necessary. All right, let's get into audience. So audience, understand your audience is a critical part of success in advertising. We'll help you define and understand your target audience, their needs, desires, pain points to create highly effective ad campaigns. Now, I just did a whole episode on why we buy. That was probably the deepest I've ever dug into that subject. If you haven't listened to it, Go listen to it. I dive into like why human beings buy, why your customers are buying from you right now. It's in that episode. But at a high level, um, I looked at the psychological map of buying, which is uh, there's got to be demand there, desire there, uh, belief there, perceived value, emotional buying, logical buying, and social influence and social proof. That's essentially why we buy. But if you want to go deep into each one of these topics, listen to the last podcast. You will love it. 
Uh, and the goal here is to simply test and identify which audience makes sense. And why do we want to know why people want to buy? And I went so deep into this. I, I feel kind of redundant. I don't want to get into it. But when we understand who and why they're buying our product, we can tailor our message to kick butt in the marketplace. I gave an example of um, <clears throat> a company that was selling, uh, this is hypothetical, by the way, uh, but a company that was selling uh, generators and they thought their biggest reason why they were selling generators, gas generators, was because of storms and stuff like that. But then they identified that their uh, submarket was contractors that were buying them for construction use, like so to work where there's no power and they can run their power tools and stuff and build stuff. Now, those are two totally different audiences for two totally different reasons and two totally different messages. So by digging deep into what customer buys from you, you can make messaging really, really simple and you can dominate submarkets that you didn't even know that existed. And uh, ideally, you could have multiple submarkets covered, uh, ultimately building your overall brand by delivering success and delivering on your promises over a long enough time horizon and ultimately win. So you need to understand your audience and uh, that's the ultimate goal of this section. Inside the OS, we have a simple section to, to just like organize your ideas and your thoughts. Nothing fancy going on here. Uh, we also include some AI prompts that you can use to help solve this problem for you and your business. Uh, next is messaging. Now, messaging, you can go so deep into messaging. So I'm going to give you just the high level strokes of this. Essentially, if you have our copy brief, if you've signed up for this podcast, uh, and our newsletter, you probably have our copy brief. That is just as good, if not better, than the um, the messaging section within side of uh, the OS. But the big difference is that we're kind of comparing the customer journey, and we're using some uh, a little bit more intense um, concepts inside the OS. And the reason that is good, like an example of that is like what ad needs to be seen where at what time, all of that takes place in there. And it's, it's laid out and allows you to think all in one place instead of jumping from sheet to sheet. Uh, that being said, if I was being a hundred percent honest, I always start with the copy brief because it's kind of like free of distractions. I get to write out my ideas and my thoughts, and then I go to the OS and then I start uh, implementing from there. So with messaging, this is your ads uh, messaging. Uh, it can literally make or break your success. So the the object here is that I want to help you create compelling messaging that resonates with your target, target audience uh, and prompt them to take action, whether that's to join your email list or give you money. So I'm going to kind of run over at a high level. Inside the OS, we talk about uh, demographics. Demographics are usually like measurable characteris uh, characteristics uh, of your target audience, such as age, gender, location, marital status, education level, and basically understanding uh, them at a surface level. Then you have uh, psychographics, which is essentially psychological traits that your target audience may uh, use and hold, such as interests, values, attitudes, um, and, and basically understanding what they're thinking. And then we have our competitor analysis. I Inside the OS, I recommend doing three breakdowns of your competitors because if you just do one, you, you don't even know how much money they're making. You don't know how successful they are. Even they could have huge social followings but making zero dollars. 
um, especially with venture capitalist money. So you want to kind of get a better uh, capture the, the market so you can see it the best that you can. All right. Number, uh, the next one is uh, the buyer's journey. So we want to understand what they need to see at top of funnel, what they need to see at middle of funnel and bottom of funnel to drive the result that we're looking for. And then I break it down to what outcomes we deliver, to who we deliver. And as you're going to see, there's some redundancies here, but that's on purpose. That's to get you to dive deep. That's to, that's to get you to do the work and, and identify what's winning. Uh, why? Like their features, like the functional products, uh, the functional features of the product. And why not? Why is somebody not going to buy this product from us? There's a lot of objections there, which we can use in our copy and our ads to kind of cancel out, especially if we're selling something very specific and 90% of the market, we don't want to talk to, we want to be able to cancel them out from even clicking on the ad. And we can do that within our ad. Uh, we want to understand, uh, angles, ideas, strategy. We have like a, a brain dump section. We also go deep into the five stages of awareness. We have five stages of sophistication. These are both Eugene Schwartz concepts. Now we have an amazing guest coming on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. Um, Chris Mason, who is an absolute beast and expert when it comes to uh, all things Eugene Schwartz and breakthrough advertising. We're going to be doing a training for you guys here absolutely free. So whether you're a paid member or not, it's all going to be on here. If you're a paid member, you're going to get access to all the notes and all the additional stuff, but you're going to get access to it. So we dive really deep in that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, I've already talked about that in the last episode. I won't dig into it, but essentially we all have needs from basic survival to self-actualization. We need to uh, make sure that our ads are aligning with our needs and we can position our product as a need rather than a want. Um, I have Goldman's uh, eight human emotions. So there's uh, emotions that drive our, our buying decisions. And again, in the last podcast, I went deep into that. So I highly recommend you listen to that. Uh, desire and true desire, understanding what, again, what our audience is, is actually doing, um, like why they're buying our product, how are they using it? We may think they're buying it to do one thing and they're doing a totally other thing. That information is gold because then you can put that into your ads and into your messaging and dominate. Uh, and then I believe personally, uh, I'm a big Tony Rob Robbins guy, not so much like I, I go to, I've been to his events and, and they've been great, but I really like his concepts and the way he builds frameworks. And he has one framework that is super phenomenal. Uh, it's called the six human needs. And essentially he states that every human being has these six human needs. So we have uh, certainty, uncertainty, variety. That's one significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. Those are six human needs. So what I like to do in my mind when I'm writing copy and I'm creating ad creative is to tie it to those human needs. And if you got an emotion and a human need and you understand their true desires and why they're actually buying the product uh, combined with what they need to see for each step of the way, that is how you craft phenomenal messaging. And that's kind of how we do it inside of this. So even though you don't have this, I've given you all the ideas and plus you have the copy brief. If you don't have the copy brief, just email me, I'll send it to you, or it should be in the original email that I sent when you joined. Uh, and if you don't have it, uh, again, just email me, Zach at profitableads.com and just put the title copy brief and I'll, I'll shoot you the link so you have it. And if you're a paid member, you have access to it through the membership area. Uh, okay, so writing ads. Now, this part becomes really easy 
once you know what you're writing and who you're writing it for. So there's, there is a number of different frameworks that you can use to write ads. I, I literally just let it flow. I, I like to think about my uh, calling up my audience. Who is this for? I think about emotional benefits. I think about uh, everything that we just talked about in messaging. I pull little pieces and I kind of put it together. Story is highly underrated. Now, it, if you can imagine, this is going to be in the book. All this, this is like the meat and potatoes of my book. Um, I provide 27, that's right, 27 different ad types uh, for and templates and examples for you to use. That's going to all be live in the book whenever it, it's complete. So I'll give you a couple here. I'm just going to go to the, the rough draft of the book here. So we have problem and solution ads. We have comparison ads. We have uh, before and after ads. We have testimonial ads. We have how-to ads. We have um, behind-the-scenes ads, which I love behind-the-scenes. It's so underrated. Uh, Benefits-driven uh, ads. We have uh, lifestyle, uh, scarcity. We have uh, authority in or trustworthy in authority. And, I, and I'll spare you, but we literally have 27 ads with examples and scripts that are going to be included in the book. And anybody who is an insider member will get access to the book as well. Cool. Now, so th that's essentially how I write ads. So just to kind of sum that up, uh, writing persuasive ads is an art. And based on your unique business audience and goals, um, I will attempt to provide uh, some guidance to capture attention and drive conversions. And, and what I mean by that is it's essentially you got to identify your audience. You got to just determine what stage your audience is at. Like if you're, if someone has never heard of your product before, you're going to speak to them different than someone who's bought from you 10 times. You want to write a compelling headline to get their attention. The whole purpose, a good way to, that I like to think about ads is everything has a job. So the headline gets you to read the description. The description gets you to watch the video. The video gets you to click the link or the image or whatever that is. The link gets you to go to the page and you have a new headline and you have new products. And every single thing has a purpose to get you down the slippery chute to make a purchase. Writing an ad is no different. Crafting engaging ad copy, um, it's very much uh, an art form, but it becomes a lot easier when you understand who and why. Then you basically just take your discoveries and write them into your ads. You test them and that's our next section. So let's jump into that. And of course, you know, there, there are frameworks that you can use. There is ADA, uh, which is a framework. There, there's a whole bunch of them, but here's my recommendation. And this, here's my thoughts on frameworks. And I will include some in the book for you. But my thought is the best advertising does not look like advertising. So if you're using a framework and everybody's using this framework, you will never stand out. The object of your advertising is to not look like advertising. It's to be something that is valuable and enjoyable to consume and ultimately drives revenue in your business. When you can achieve that, you have found success. Um, some of the greatest advertisers of all time, their advertising is literally just a list of functions uh, of the product and how it will help somebody achieve one end benefit, whether that's status, whether that's um, actually something physical, they keep it simple and they keep it basic. And I also have a whole podcast about being obvious, 
writing ads is super obvious when you understand those key components. Um, so I'm going to leave that there, but there are frameworks and you can Google them if you want them as well. Ada is one of them that I've used with copywriters before, but there are many, many other ones. Uh, testing. So and now I said numbers were unsexy. I'll, well, I said numbers were sexy. And then I said goals weren't, weren't that sexy. Testing is also not that sexy, but it is so crucial. Uh, to any ad strategy. And my job here is just kind of guide you through how to do this so you can better understand uh, what that looks like uh, in your business. So we need to determine the most effective uh, messaging that we've created. So in the last section, let's say we wrote 10 ads, for example. Okay, we have uh, we also have some creative assets and we have images and, and copy. And now we got to figure out which combination works the best. Now you can use something like a dynamic ad through Facebook or Google has some as well where they use AI to try to figure that out for you. But what I have found after spending a ton of money on Facebook ads and Google ads is that we really want to have this on our side so we can kind of track and control it. Because if we give up the control, we we don't have any levers to tweak. We have no idea really what is working. And even going through dynamic, you can kind of see what's working, but you still don't have the full picture. So that's why we've created inside the OS is a, a testing doc where you can assign values to each and every uh, part of the process. So from headlines to body copy, to descriptions, to uh, creative assets. And then it gives you a unique code that you can put in with your ads. So you're able to just look at the codes and see which ones are working. So the whole point of testing is essentially to determine which is the most effective messaging element that resonates with your target audience. Uh, obviously, we want to continually optimize those campaigns for maximized conversions and return on investment. We want to identify potential weaknesses in the campaign and make necessary improvements, uh, validate your assumptions uh, about your audience and their preferences. And, and that's, that's why testing is so important. It leads us to the gold. So I like to visualize uh, a lot of things, as you can tell, probably, but Testing for me is like panning for gold. The more dirt, pay dirt you put in there and the more you siphon, the more opportunity you get to be successful. So another common complaint that I will have and I'll see in the industry from brand owners to agencies to consultants is they're like, we can't figure out why this is not working. We have the right copy, we have the right ad, we have all of these things and the cost per click is through the roof or the cost per conversion is through the roof. And then I look in the ad account and they've ran zero test. That's like their first assumption, this is the best thing for the market and, and boom. And that's just ego driven. And we we can't make marketing decisions like that. We're like the, we're like the weather people, right? Like <laughs> it's gonna rain on Tuesday, maybe not. <laughs> Turns out to be sunny. That's marketing. I have no idea what's going to work. I I have, as you do it enough, you start to get like this instinct of like, hey, this may or may not work. But even so, I am wrong so often. So having a process of doing testing is absolutely key to driving success. And that leads us to the next step. The next step is tracking. It's essential to track your performance of your ad campaigns. 
Um, the reason being that if we what we if we don't measure it, how do we know what is successful? It literally allows us to identify the effectiveness, uh, track conversion, and understand ROI. This helps us understand which campaign and channels are delivering the best results, allowing us to optimize your marketing budget and maximize your ROI. Tracking provides valuable insight into customer behavior, helping you refine your messaging and targeting strategies. So as you can see, they're like testing and tracking are like peanut butter and, and jam, right? PP and J dog, they go together hand in hand and, and you need them both. And what, what tracking does is it allows you to, effective tracking enables you to identify and address issues within your campaign leading to improved performance over time. Wow. Like, again, it's not the most sexiest process, but in the OS, you're able to take the custom code and we have a manual tracker for every single ad network, uh, anyone that you want. And this can be used for email campaigns. This can be used for anything. And every single day you put in your, your findings from your testing and you go to your ad network, you pull those numbers, put them in manually, and you will see without a shadow of a doubt regardless of what is going on with iOS 110, uh, all these tracking apps and all this stuff, you do this manually because what you focus on grows. It's that simple. If you focus on the numbers every single day, your campaign will be successful or you're going to sit there and feel like a loser. Up to you. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that because you're awesome and you're listening to this. You're going to be like, okay, this isn't working. We need more messaging. We need to do more testing. We need to do more tracking. And if, as you can see, as the process comes together, every single thing has a meaning and it has a purpose. And it's been used within our agency uh, for years with great, great success. So it's like, and any time that you're like, oh, I don't need to track or, oh, I don't need to, I don't need to do any more testing or I don't, that is a mistake right then and there, you are going down the road of poverty. The reason being is that when you stop testing, you stop tracking, you stop creating new messages, writing ads and creating new messaging and positioning and finding new audiences and setting new goals and KPIs and understanding the economics of the whole thing. You're going to lose because what's going to happen, you may be successful today, but what's successful today will not be necessarily successful tomorrow or the next day or the day after or the week after, the month after, the year after. I've seen some campaigns that are quote unquote evergreen and they run for a very long time, but eventually they all end. They all end because the market changes, things happen. And the reason why we were buying that product is no longer relevant and everything changes. So coming back to the basics, understanding the economics of your offer. Maybe there's an upsell you need to put on there. Understanding your goals and KPIs. Did, did you have a crazy goal? Is that why you're not seeing success? Or is it too small? Is it our average order value? What is it? Is it the audience? Is it the messaging? Is it the ads that I've been writing and the creative I've been creating? Is it the testing? Is it the tracking? What is it? And through those first seven, that'll give you, you'll never run into a problem with your advertising again. Because why? You go back to the drawing board and you start again from the top and you just keep doing that over and over again. And the only thing that will prevent you from being successful is quitting. If you quit, you will not find that success. Um, you will not use the system and it will not get you results. Now, number eight, the last one is all about scaling. 
Excuse me, I need to sip my tea here. <clears throat> Getting fired up. <laughs> All right, scaling. Once we've tested and optimized an ad campaign, the next logical step is to scale. So my goal here is to kind of guide you through scaling a campaign in a sustainable way to ensure ROI remains stronger uh, and, and long lasting, even with a larger audience. Here's the thing about scaling. As you scale, your you go out to a bigger audience. As you go to a bigger audience, your tight messaging may only resonate with a smaller percentage. So your messaging gets watered down. So the, the broader your messaging is as you scale will ultimately help you. Um, but at the same time, if you're seeing great success in one niche and you go to scale and then it just stops scaling, scale it back and keep it. Because here, there's only two, I'll give you the secret. There's only two ways to scale. You have vertical scaling and horizontal scaling. Vertical scaling is how to spend more money on what's working. Horizontal scaling is finding new audiences, angles, ad networks, and marketplaces. That's it. That's all you need to think about with scaling. Now, let's say I have um, that offer. We'll go back to this uh, hypothetical um, generator. Now, I have this offer that's working really good for construction because we've identified that through our research and why people buy and all this stuff. So, like, so I have an offer that's working, but I go to scale up beyond the construction market and now I start losing money. Well, yes, that's not great. But why don't we just either A, try to spend more money and see if it works. And in this case, it didn't work. So the next step is let's find a new audience. So another way to use this generator is if power goes out, people that are preppers and they're afraid of uh, tropical storms and all this different stuff. That's a whole new market that you can go after on the same ad network. Now, let's say you've done all the markets you can and you've maximized spend and return because you want to find that balance. You don't want to just spend the most. You want to make the most. And sometimes that means spending less to, in order to acquire fewer customers at a, uh, a more profitable rate. And then you can look at other ad networks. Say you were running on Facebook and Instagram. Now you can go to, uh, to YouTube and try that out. You can do some Google search. You, you can try other things, take what's worked there and go find other people in the market that they may not have access to. What I see so many times is, uh, let's use the generator again for an example. It's working well on Facebook. Then they bring it over to Google. They struggle for a bit and they usually give up. Big mistake. Keep trying to figure out what's going to work for there because then you have two sources of revenue. But here's the thing. Instead of <clears throat> going to new markets, you're still just doing the construction companies uh, then what else does construction companies consume? Do they have a monthly magazine that they read? Do they do direct mail? Could you reach them through direct mail? Could you do uh, radio ads? So they have a specific like uh, Spotify or podcast that construction uh, workers would listen to um, or contractors would listen to. If so, those are your customers and those are that's another source of scaling. So don't limit yourself just because I run Facebook ads or because I do Google ads or because I'm a direct mail person. Don't open up your mind. There's tons of opportunities out there. And if you have messaging that works in one, nine times out of 10, it will translate very well as long as the audience is similar. Um, because at, at the end of the day, you've been able to identify the correct messaging and positioning for that audience. And that'll help you uh, scale. 
So that's the full system uh, from end to end. And it was actually, it didn't take me as long as I thought to get through it. Um, again, it's economics, uh, goals and KPIs. We have the audience, messaging, writing ads, testing, tracking, and scaling. Boom. Go through that process. That's how you spend $1 on advertising and get two, five, 10, 20, 30, $40 back for every dollar you spend on advertising. And I know it works because we've used it. So it, it is 100% yours to implement into any business you want. Literally the true keys to the kingdom, you can go implement this process and, and drive crazy results. Now, I only have one ask from you. If you considered this valuable, please consider joining the DRS Insider, the Direct Response Secrets Insider. You're going to get full access to shows like this ad-free. You're going to get access to the community. You're going to get access to the DRS OS, so the operating system I've been talking about. You're going to get access to that. You're going to get access to the mini course. You're going to get access to the monthly masterminds as well. Um all for just $12 a month or $120 a year. Boom. Tremendous amount of value. Um, I would love your feedback. So make sure you comment and share this with anybody that you feel could benefit. And I want to hear your success stories. Tell me how you're going to implement this into your business and into your life. Take charge and grow to the next level. I find so many people are sitting there. They have the information and it's like, okay, now what? Now what is you go take action? I hopefully you enjoyed this and I'll see you in the next one. Peace. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode because I absolutely loved recording it for you. There's so much information there that I recommend that you listen to it a second time. Uh, you break it down, take some notes. Ideally, uh, you take what I just gave you and you apply that to your business right away. Um, I, I, this is like, as you can tell, probably from this episode, I'm going hard. I, I'm giving you all the value and it's because this stuff works. I've used it. My clients have used it. Uh, we've installed it into a number of different businesses. This stuff works. If you go through that process, you implement, take my information, you implement it, you're going to get a result. Uh, I appreciate you and thank you very much for taking the time to listen. I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.